What's going on, guys? And welcome to the Crew Sports Pod. This is episode number 41. You can check out our Twitter at Crew Sports Pod. I'm Michael Keem, as always, joined here by Vito Patel. And Vito, it was another big weekend in college football. Absolutely. The Penn State Ohio State game uh, lived up to the hype at the beginning of the game, but Ohio State just showed its dominance throughout the the rest of the game. And then big game for the Irish, too. Yeah, we had a good win over Syracuse on the road in New York. That was nice. Played well, too. Yeah, on both sides of the ball. I mean, I think we gave a few points towards the end of the game, but, you know, that happens. And we got another pump block. I think we have probably the best pump blocking team in the country, and I don't even think that's an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> we got a nice special team, so it works, whatever yes, we're doing. Um, but it's crazy to say that it is already November. So I feel like it was just summer, like couple weeks ago but yeah with november that means college football playoff rankings and we had our first ones this week so i'll just go run through the top i don't know i can do the top 10 and then yeah and then we'll talk about them uh so number one is tennessee number two is ohio state three georgia four clemson those are the four that are in first two out are michigan at five bama at six and then round out the top 10, you got TCU at 7, Oregon at 8, USC at 9, and LSU at 10. Well, we got the rest of the top 25 in front of us. Tell me, Vito, how do you feel about these rankings? Do you think anyone's overrated? Do you think anyone's underrated? Uh, just What's your general opinions about the first college football playoff rankings of the season? Absolutely. I think, I think the top – I agree with the top seven. Actually, I agree with the top – I agree with the top nine. Maybe I'd switch up the order a little bit, but I guess right now it doesn't matter too much. I think Georgia should be two, uh, but I like I like the top six, seven, eight, the, the top nine. Uh, but then it gets a little weird because uh, LSU and Ole Miss ten eleven is kind of confusing. Uh, I think they put Ole, Ole Miss there just because they believe Ole Miss is like really good based on like I don't know, I'm not really sure what, uh, but like. And they had to put LSU above them because LSU beat them, I guess. So that's what it's based off. Or I think it's because they have that big uh, LSU-Bama matchup this weekend. But I think those two are overrated, uh, LSU and Ole Miss. And I think I think one of the things I don't like about the SEC is if you rank all the SEC teams high and all of them beat one team, that can't be a quality win for everyone. So like, I guess what I'm getting at here is Kentucky. I feel like everybody beat Kentucky. That's why they're the top 10. But like, you can't, if everyone beats Kentucky, is Kentucky really that good? You make a good point. It's, yeah, I agree. They were good in the beginning of the year, I guess. But um, I think for me, looking at it, initially, I don't know, maybe because Georgia's been number one in the AP pool all year. I understand Tennessee has a win over Bama, which is the committee's sixth-ranked team, and then they got a win yeah. over LSU, which is another top-ten team, according to the committee. Georgia's got a top-ten win, too, in Oregon. But I don't know. From I think Georgia has been so dominant. I guess Tennessee's got two wins to Georgia's one in the top ten. For me personally, I like Georgia at one, Tennessee at two, Ohio State three. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't be too. I mean, I guess like I think Georgia's been more dominant in their wins, so that makes more sense, honestly. I mean, just as much, but I do like the idea that Tennessee beat Bama. I mean, you know, for those it's coin flip, especially yeah. since they're playing this weekend, anyways. That's the thing. And my only other concern was like I thought LSU was kind of high. And I guess I understand like them being ahead of Ole Miss because they beat them. But again, that's going to be solved this weekend. They're playing Bama. See if they really deserve to be that high or not. Um, I thought Carolina, or I mean North Carolina, surprised me a little bit. I don't really think they have any great wins, but 
Yeah, they just have lack of losses, I guess. Is the yeah. one thing that yeah. I was thinking Illinois, <laughs> the Hoosiers beat uh, Illinois, so it's kind of weird. But they haven't lost a game since the Indiana game, and they're a pretty good team. Wonder why they're not above Penn State. Well, hold on, do they play each other soon too? Oh, Illinois and Penn State. No, they don't. Interesting though. I both of what I just said. I think both of those get answered this weekend. So. Yeah, but it's, I just always expect some chaos in college football. So there's going to be something that's like, what, this team beat this team? Mm-hmm. So now what, who's going to be right where? So curious to see what happens then. Do you like Michigan behind Clemson? Yes. and then, Okay, this is a hot take. Because uh, cause I could see why Michigan uh, could be ranked higher than Clemson. But Clemson beat NC State. Clemson beat Syracuse. And uh, who else? I thought they had another ranked win in here. I guess not. They beat two teams currently in the top 25, and I think Michigan's only beat Penn State. So, based on the rankings itself, I think Clemson has better wins. Oh, they beat Wake Forest, too. I forgot. Okay, so they beat all th- all 20 to 22. Yeah, I agree with that. So, they have three ranked wins, and Clemson, Michigan only has one so far. Yeah, I'm good with that, actually. Uh, I think the only other surprise is probably TCU. I mean, they're solid. I'm not saying they don't deserve to be there, but I did not expect TCU to be at seven. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It just looks weird, but they're undefeated. So I guess, and honestly, I think that Big 12 te- uh, conference is stronger than usual. Uh, got a lot of teams ranked. You got Texas, you got uh, you got Oklahoma State, Kansas State. So they they have those other guys. And they, I, think, I think TCU's beat all of them. I'm not sure about that. Looking into next week, like I said, I think all my concerns were everywhere. I think people should be switched around. They're all like playing each other, playing another good team next week. Uh, for example, the biggest game of next week is now number one ranked Tennessee versus number three ranked Georgia. Uh, I think that is going to be a great game. But I was surprised. So like uh, I was looking at like like for our bets segment, I was looking at that game. I want to go straight to that game because like, I assumed it would be close. And I was like, I th- I think Georgia's going to win just because I've liked how they played. Although I think Tennessee's really good. But I just thought Georgia. And so I went to go see if I should bet on it. The line is Georgia by eight. So it is not expected to be close. Yeah, I guess not. I'm not sure. Uh, I think a lot of people do agree that Georgia's a better team uh, defensively. But I don't know. I really think it's going to be close if folks think. Uh, I'll talk more about that later. But uh, Georgia doesn't seem to do too well against really good offenses. Like, uh, last year's Bama team is the only team that like just, like made that defense struggle. And I'm ta- not like running offenses. I'm talking about more passing offenses. They do good when they play good running backs because their front seven is always insane. I think they match up well. The Georgia also got an injury at linebacker though. Oh, Nolan Smith. Smith. Oh yeah. Oh, first round pick right there too. So that's gonna be huge. Still though, that was that was known, and the line is still Georgia by eight. Yeah, that's true. I'm really curious. I mean, I guess Georgia at home, too, is different. But low-key, if LSU's as good as they're supposed to be, did like Tennessee went into uh, Tiger Stadium, like, destroyed them in Death Valley. Like, they destroyed LSU. It wasn't even close. So maybe Tennessee's a really good road team, too. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be a great game. That's going to be, I think, like, as good as Tennessee-Bama. Yeah, I think so, too. You know what? Actually, if Tennessee wins this, they they will be like the 2019 LSU team. Absolutely, that is that is a tough schedule. You're playing both teams from the championship last year, along with plenty of other ranked matchups. Absolutely, I mean that's kind of and their offense is putting up similar numbers. Actually, I think they're 
averaging a little more than the I mean both of them are like fifty points a game, so it's not really like it's like marginal at that point, but I think they're averaging a little more points. I mean they hung about fifty on Bama. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like they could be scoring a lot more. I feel like some of these games they just put their foot off the gas pedal. Their offense is insane. I mean when you're up by like five touchdowns in the fourth quarter, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean I think the Bama's game is the only not the only game, but one of the few games that they had their offense in the whole game. One of the few games they needed their offense to be in the whole game. Yeah. But this week will be another one. I think that's going to be great. Absolutely. I'm excited. Hendon Hooker versus Stetson Bennett. But more importantly, that offense versus that defense. Yeah. Strength on strength. Yep. Elsewhere in the top 10, 10 LSU plays number six, Bama. Um, I mean, I think Bama's taking this. And the line is Bama by 12 and a half, so... It's not supposed to be that close, but... Yeah. Last time, LSU was favorite at home, and I was like, there's no way Kelly beats a top 10 team. I was wrong, and they destroyed them, but I don't think, like, they have a whole different breed. This is going to be tough for LSU. Yeah, this is still a dynasty. And I think this, this is going to be an important game for Bama, because they're at six right now. Like, that is great. I, if my team was at six, my, our team's not even on here. If our team was at six, we'd be very happy. Uh, for Bama, that's a disappointment. That's yeah, one of the lowest rankings I've seen them. Probably Kelly, though. This is like his third chance to try to beat Bama. I feel like he surprised me. I was definitely wrong about him. Like, I thought they would be nowhere near the top. I didn't even think they'd be ranked this year. So for them to be in the top 10, like, he's done a better job than I thought for sure. But we'll see. Yeah, I thought they'd be going around somewhere around the six and six mark. Yeah. They'll probably be that. But I still don't think he, he is at the level to be competing with teams like Bama. Absolutely no, I don't think he is, uh, and I don't think that LC team is that talented either. I just think uh, he does win a lot of the games that like, that aren't like top tier teams. So uh, Tennessee was a top tier team, and they didn't stand a chance. So we'll see. Bama's top tier as well. Um, you know, we'll round out this college football segment with number four Clemson coming to South Bend to play the Irish. Uh, if there's one thing that I've kind of seen, the Irish have been everywhere this season. But it seems like they're just good on the road. I agree with that uh, trend. Uh, Ohio State was the only like non Notre Dame Stadium loss we've had this year, and that game we still played pretty good. Like I would say that's one of our better games, honestly. I mean, that's the number two ranked team in the nation right now. So yeah, exactly. I mean, we stuck with. I mean, we were ahead for three and a half quarters. So uh, I do like us on the road. I'm a little scared of having this home game, but. I do think we've also played better against better competition. Um, Marshall and Stanford specifically, and add, you know, add California in there, uh, some of our worst football <laughs> season. <laughs> so I think we have we have the talent. I mean, we definitely have the talent. We should show that we could do have Ohio State and how easily, like we easily beat North Carolina and Syracuse. Those games weren't even really close. Even BYU. And BYU in their rank too, yeah. No, 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 those three games were really close. So we got the, the squad and honestly, I think we could do it. I also think one more thing. I'd rather, I think I like the progress that we can be top teams more. Because like, if Freeman wins this, he would have uh, three rank wins this year. Uh, four if you include BYU, which is like more than like Kelly usually has in a year. So it shows that Freeman gets his team ready for the big games. But I feel like Freeman's style is probably susceptible to losing some sleeper games. I mean, he's still first year head coach. Like he's never been head coach before. Like before with Kelly, Kelly's been around the block. He was head coach for years, years before he got to Notre Dame. So, I mean, I think that stuff just comes with it. Um, but 
this year in the rain, this is like a whole new meaning to playing to the level of your competition. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have never seen anything like this. We match every. <laughs> no, this is, that's so true. It doesn't even make sense. I don't even think like Vegas is absolutely confused. Oh yeah, and one week like you're you're struggling to beat Marshall, and then like the next week you go on the road to beat a, a ranked BYU, and then come back and like lose Stanford, and then go smack Syracuse like they are almost just be Clemson. everywhere yeah oh man oh, I will say uh Nick Saban's first year at Alabama was six and six so I don't know I'm not saying he's Nick Saban but we could get I guess we could give him some leeway his first year oh yeah especially like it's not even like first year in our name it's just first year being head coach in general that's true yeah and actually even more half his coaching staff is replaced like actually even more like uh, when new offensive line uh, new receiver coach, new defensive coordinator, dude, linebackers. Like, this goes on and on. Like, he had to buy, get a whole new staff. So that probably takes some time. Uh, in the coming years, they'll be better. They'll be more consistent, at least. Yeah. Now, looking at this game, we are at home. So, I, I don't know. I'm kind of looking towards, like, that USC game on the road at the end of the year. <laughs> I would, as a Notre Dame fan, a USC rival, I would rather, if I had to choose which game to win, rather... USC wins out, make USC like number four in the country if they beat like UCLA, and then just kill their hopes, crush their hopes. That'd be ideal. Wow, you are a bitter rival. <laughs> yes, because the thing about Clemson is they still could win the ACC even with this loss. I don't know if they make the playoffs, but winning the ACC gives them a chance. But USC, yeah. they're done. They're done, though, if we beat them. <laughs> You're mean. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think out of the two, I, I think we... Have a better chance of winning that USC game. I don't know. A good game is, is all I want. And just don't get totally destroyed. Uh, I wonder who... I don't know if they said who was going to be Clemson's quarterback. Are they going to stick with DJ? Uh, I think so. I believe so. I don't know. I, I think both of them are pretty, <laughs> pretty much the same tier. I actually am more scared of DJ, but like... Uh, DJ, DJ's like DJ's basically the Notre Dame, uh, like the Notre Dame team. Some games he's like balling out, and like he has like four or five touchdown games, and other games like he he just cannot find an over receiver, and he looks like he's absolutely awful. And that's kind of like this whole Notre Dame team in general. Some games we could you know hang with Ohio State, other games we'll lose to Marshall. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, but the thing is, Clemson's also coming off a bye. If they switch to Cade Klubnik. Then like he's had a whole two weeks to get first team reps. Uh, if not, if they're like sticking with DJ, like he's had two weeks to like get his thing back together. Yeah. So either way, they're coming off rest. I'm gonna be fresh coming to South Bend. So yeah, that'll be a tough matchup for Notre Dame regardless. But hopefully, a good one. Uh, moving on to the NFL, we had the NFL trade deadline and November first day of the deadline we had 10 nfl trades which is i think the record for the number of trades in a single day so there's plenty of news uh, i think the biggest trade at the deadline was probably the bradley chubb going to the dolphins that's a blockbuster trade those dolphins are ready to go all in that's amazing they got tyreek they got their defense amped up with a amazing rush uh pass rusher linebacker whatever you chubb does it all I don't know much about his stats, but I just know if they give away that much for him, he's pretty good. Oh, no, he's a monster. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many sacks or anything he has this year, but he is a monster. Yeah. Uh, your Bears are pretty active in the trade deadline, too. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I love this new front office. But So I love Roquan. I think he's one of the best player Bears. I mean, he is the best Bears, Bears player we had. Was. He was. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, he leads their defense at tackles. Uh, he has the most interceptions for any linebackers. He had a few sacks too. He's an absolute beast. But he wants twenty mil, and I, I think he's really good for like you don't pay a linebacker twenty mil. So like I don't, I thought we're gonna lose him anyways after this offseason. Uh, and plus, we want to rebuild, and he's kind of doing pretty good on defense, which kind of hurts our chances of uh, taking. So, <laughs> uh, and then Robert Quinn. Uh, he he let, he had like the all time Bears record in sacks last year, uh, amazing. But again, he's old. We don't really want him on our team anymore. I'm I'm all for this. So we got like, our defense is gonna stink, which is fine because we're rebuilding anyways. And we gave Fields Claypool, which, uh, at first I thought Claypool was a little better than Mooney, but when I checked stats, I think I'll lean Mooney. He'll be wide receiver too probably, but. Still, giving uh, Fields another weapon now uh, lets us actually get to develop him a little more and see, you know, uh, if he's really our guy a little more. And plus, uh, there's no guarantee we would be able to sign a free agent because I don't think we have a big free agent class. So at least we get this and maybe we get one more in the draft. So I'm I'm all for this rebuild. Uh, those are my thoughts. <laughs> Uh, Claypool also gives you like a big guy to throw to in like the red zone. I mean, last year in Pittsburgh, yes. year. He went crazy. He had mm, ten plus touchdowns. I don't remember off the top of my head how many, but he had a, he had a lot of touchdowns. No, exactly, because I don't think we have a big receiver. We don't have many receivers that are good in general, but like we don't have someone who's who'll go up and get it. And so like Claypool is kind of like the exact opposite of Mooney, who's like Mooney's like a shifty guy, and Claypool's like a big go get, get the ball kind of guy. So pretty good. And they're both mm-hmm. both Mooney and Claypool are like really young too. So I'm all for this young offense. I mean that's a domer too. You got Claypool and Cole Komet now on the offense from from 2019 Notre Dame. Yes, sir. And if you throw it back to 2017 Notre Dame, you got Equidivius Saint Brown too. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about him. <laughs> yep. I don't know if, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Vito. But EQ should not be our wide receiver too. So I'm glad that we've got a different domer as our wide receiver too. Yes, I guess that's the best one from recent years. Yeah. So I, I, I like it. Uh yeah, so uh, Dolphins also got Jeff Wilson from the 49ers, so he reunites with uh, Coach Daniels. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, I was good for Wilson though, because they don't need him anymore. Yeah. I mean, CMC looks crazy. I mean, last week he had a hat trick, first player to throw, catch, and run for a touchdown since Ladainian Thomas in 2005, and like. Wow. The throw was like, it was a 35-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, the catch was impressive. I mean, he had to go up high point that ball and stay in bounce. And then the run was like a one-yard run. But They ran, uh, yeah, they ran him out of town, though. They, they really just uh, have that series. And... What did I tell you about the 49ers versus the Rams <laughs> yeah. the regular season? Yeah. Thing. Eight straight. I don't even know how you do that. I know it gets a team that won the Super Bowl last year too. And it's like normally, like in the last four years, has been like a contender. Both those games they won this year were like two, three scores each. It's not even close. And they didn't even have Debo. That's nuts. That's nuts. Well, I mean, Chris, CMC is basically like Debo, maybe even better Debo. Oh, after I saw that catch in the end zone, yeah, maybe better receiver too. <laughs> no, I love Debo and CMC. Carrying my fantasy teams. Oh yeah, that's how they're both there. <laughs> uh, all right, but let's look at our picks for this week. Last week, Vito looks like you won. Congratulations! Yes, we're tied again. This is uh, a lot closer to last year. Yeah, for now, 
um so that means yeah overall we are tied again uh we have three wins apiece and two ties uh you went 10 and 5 i went 8 and 7 but let's look at this week we'll start with the thursday night game philadelphia at houston neither of us expect any surprises i look pretty foolish for picking houston last week not doing that again yeah for sure we both got philly that's a lock oh yeah uh moving on to sunday we both got the charge, both got Miami, we both got Cincinnati, we both got Green Bay, both Wait, got New Michael, we only have one difference Bo- on this whole thing. Wait, yeah. Both got Minnesota, both got Vegas, both got Arizona. Sunday night football, we both got Kansas City over Tennessee. I told you to pick against Tennessee. I've been telling you that. And Monday night we both got Baltimore. So our only difference this week is Sunday at 425, Rams versus Tampa Bay. I got the Rams. You got the Bucks. Wow. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> and honestly, that was a really close one. I was going both ways because, like, both these teams needed it. But, wow. I didn't know where to go either. Wow. I didn't. Even, I started reading them. I'm like, well, you guys kind of got a lot of similarities. Yeah. I was looking at this. I was like, wait, what, what is our first difference? I just scrolled out. And I was like, I don't – do we even have any? And I saw that, yeah, the only one is Tampa Bay. Wow. The third uh, to last game. And honestly – I'll just say, I did expect either of these teams to be that bad at this point of the year and to must-win game for both teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to go with the home defending Super Bowl champion, but I just think there's no way Tom Brady goes 3-6, and six, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone thought he'd go 3-5. and five. Yeah. I Actually, I don't think anyone last week, the 2-5 and five Panthers versus the 3-4 and four Atlanta Falcons would be playing for first place in that division. That's when I really knew things were a little weird down there. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's crazy. I thought the Saints were supposed to be good. I mean, everyone thought the Buccaneers were going to be good. That's insane. I wonder what Vegas thinks of this game. Vegas has Buccaneers by two and a half. Interesting. Why? <laughs> I just don't see a reason I'd actually pick either of these teams. I mean, it's in Tampa. So that's like the only edge. Hey, someone's got to win. What if they tie? Oh my god, that would be absolutely insane. <laughs> That'd be really funny though. I'd be so happy. The last two Super Bowl champions not looking so hot. Yeah. Oh wow, I forgot about that too. Wow. They only won because they were playing at home, both of them. Well, I think this whole trend with Super Bowls should come to an end though, because I believe the Super Bowl this year is in Glendale, Arizona, where the Cardinals play. And I don't think the Cardinals are that good. I mean they look a lot better with D Hop. But still, if they, if they make this a rule, like everyone's betting on that, that's not fair. There's never putting a Super Bowl in Buffalo. That's why we never win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> <laughs> hey, man, if one of those four were in Buffalo, we would have won. I, I actually think Buffalo wins it this year still. This fight is more complete. Maybe the Eagles, but I don't, I just still don't trust the Eagles this far this season. I think there's something wrong. I'm starting to. I'm starting to. Jalen Hurts is a lot better than people thought. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm people too. But like, yes, I think that's that was the one thing limiting it for me. I was like, you got good playmakers. Like, you got a solid line. You got good receivers. You got like a solid back, or like you got all committee of backs and defense that can hold up. Now, can your quarterback deliver? Yeah. And I mean, he has been every game. He doesn't even throw that often. Like, I think he's gone. He's had more than 20 completions like once. 
Like last week, he had 19 completions. Four of them were touchdowns. So, like, if one out of every five throws is a touchdown, like, I guess you don't need to complete that many. I mean, Devonta Smith and uh, especially A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is probably going to be a top five to- uh, receiver. He's probably already that right now. But, like, he's going to be one of those beast receivers uh, in the NFL for sure if he's not already. Swole Batman. Yeah. And I think Devontae's going to keep getting better. Jalen's young. Uh, and look, that defense is what surprised me most. I think they have a really good secondary. They're a pretty complete team. Like you're talking about, like Buffalo, I think is the other team that has good offense and good defense. I think Kansas City's defense is kind of like mid, but I mean, good luck stopping that offense. Um, but like, so Philly and Buffalo, I think, are the two most complete teams. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and Philly's about to get uh, the Bears' leading all-time leading sack uh, player in Robert Quinn. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll get better. Uh. So the NFC, I think, is still pretty weak. So I think, like, Philly can get through there. I think your competition now is the 49ers. So I think it's between those two. And the AFC, like I've said all year, I still think it goes through Kansas City. Whoever beats Kansas City gets to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. If no one can, Kansas City's going back there. So Man, NFL is exciting. And don't sleep on the Spangles. When Jamar was healthy, they were having they had a good streak going, and then uh, Jamar got injured, and I don't know. Cleveland ran them out. If Cleveland could stay playoff, it was a spooky contention, Halloween for them. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was awful. Yeah, <laughs> I think Cleveland has so much talent on their team, though, that if they could stay pretty uh, close to five hundred when Watson comes back, they could be scary too. Yeah, we're talking about that last week. If that is not a seven seed that you want to play. No, no, not at all. Yeah, no facts. Uh, they 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 have a good run game, and they have. I think Amari Cooper's outside that pick looked pretty good too lately. I mean, he's had a good year. I was gonna say, as long as he's not throwing <laughs> it, he's pretty solid. Yeah, <laughs> definitely better at catching. Yeah, he's definitely a receiver. <laughs> that I mean, we we eliminated all doubt last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yes. Yeah. So let's go on now to our locks of the week. Every week, me and Vito have a hundred dollars each to bet. On any sports betting for the week, I mean, we just took football. So, Vito, how did we do last week? I almost broke 500, so it's better than the losses I've been suffering lately. <laughs> At least I'm trending upward. So, well, I guess trending upward, but you're still uh, you're basically even last week, you're down a dollar. Yeah, oh, oh man, I've had some big losses, two negative hundreds in a week in a row. It just it's it's just good to actually get something right for once. Uh, so I was okay with getting half of them right last week. Uh, trust Notre Dame, and that worked out pretty well. And yeah, I just did a small parlay that uh, paid off. But this week, I got Tennessee at Georgia, and I'll give Tennessee with the points, so plus eight and a half. I think they keep it a one-score game. I don't know if they win, but that high-powered offense, even if Georgia's up by a score or two, I think they could at least score quick enough to make it somewhat interesting. So I like them with the points. Uh, Bama and LSU, we talked about this before. I don't trust Brian Kelly with any uh good teams, so $30 on both of them, minus 110 on the Tennessee Georgia one, and minus 115 for the Bama one. And then Clemson and D, I'm gonna put $20 on Notre Dame money line. Wow. I think Notre Dame could do this. This is Marcus Freeman needs to do this, I feel like, to tell the recruits, hey, we are business. I just had a slow start. Uh, the team's talented enough, and 
I don't know, clubs coming into Southend Stadium, Clemson knows what happened last time that they came without Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and now they have to come without Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> He's not coming with you guys this time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's let's go. Money line. And then uh-huh. Dolphins at Bears. So Bears got rid of arguably our two best well, Jenny Jackson probably is the second best player, but two of our three best defenders. I think Dolphins to score a lot of points, and you give Fields, Fields, who's been looking better the last three weeks, you give him Claypool. Yes, I don't know if yes. he'll play, but even if he doesn't play, I think we'll score some points. So I'm going to go over 44 and a half. I think the Bears are trying to play shootout games, and I don't know if Vegas has adjusted that yet. I was about to say, you went another day money line, and that's why you had a Bears bet. I was like, Vito, you need to stop. Stop going with your team. Stop going with your heart. Yeah. But you know, I like that over 44 play. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, because the Dolphins just score. I mean, that offense is. No, they're lighting in a bottle. I mean, they literally got the cheetah on the team. Yeah. And Bears defense, you're right. It has has been giving up players. But Dolphins defense just got chubbed. Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. But... <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> But they have been looking better. The Bears have been scoring, at least. I mean, they, they played a shootout against Dallas, and that's a good, pretty solid defense, too. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Fields has been yeah, looking a lot better on th- throwing the ball. And I mean, he's always looked as good as a runner. We have, actually, we have the Bears as a team. I mean, we lead the NFL in rushing yards, I think. I don't know if that still holds true after last week. But we have three players in the top 30 in rushing. Uh, Fields, Montgomery, and Herbert. So or we can move the ball via the ground. They have been looking better. Uh, last week I had my redemption after going all in on a bet the week before. I was up forty bucks last week. I did not hit Fournette on over fifty-one rushing yards. That was crazy. I don't even think he cracked twenty-five rushing yards. And that was after he started the game off with a nine-yard run and like a six-yard run. I was like, oh, this is easy. And he had like ten yards the rest of the game. I was like, what the heck? But you know, whatever. Uh, didn't hit that. Justin Tucker over 1.5 field goals. He missed the second field goal. Didn't kick one until the very end of the game. I was sweating that one a little bit, but ended up hitting. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, and then Commanders money line one last second against the Colts. And then my parlay Miami over Detroit and Atlanta over Carolina also last second. So pretty lucky. I'm not gonna lie. You could have. Yeah, I was gonna say, dang, that's a good luck. You could have very easily went 0 for four, but you went three and one. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. It's, I mean, <laughs> I was sweating a little bit last week. I'm not gonna lie, and that and that put me ended up going yeah. plus forty. So I'm down seventeen overall. So I'm I'm coming back still from that that all in bet. But I look to continue that this week, Vito. I liked your Bama at LSU bet. I got Bama on the spread as well. Bama minus twelve and a half. I put twenty on that. Yes, sir. And then I'm back with my first quarter college bets. Ohio State against Northwestern. I got first quarter over 14. I'm looking for two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and maybe like a field goal or something. Or if not, it pushes whatever. I put 30 bucks on that at minus 105. And then for my NFL picks, I got I got Thursday night. We got Philly versus Houston. I got A.J. Brown over 69 and a half receiving yards. He's been doing great. Put 20 bucks on that at minus 115. And then I got the Chargers minus three against Atlanta. Uh, Chargers coming off a bye, and they look to compete for a playoff spot, even the division. But put 30 bucks on that, minus 115. So hopefully another good week. I like them. There's one I am. I love AJ Brown. He's an absolute dog. But Derek Stingley is a pretty good corner. But Houston just stinks, though. Yeah, true. 
I don't know. I mean, that's all my take, but I've been pretty bad. I mean, you don't tell the guy who's down 247 on the bets. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask him to tell I mean, you what to do. <laughs> yeah, my only concern for that bet, too, is if they get up by a lot and start running it. But they were up by a lot last week. And the way it, it seems like it goes in Philly, it's either Hurts uh, is loving A.J. Brown and feeding him, like we saw last week, three touchdowns for him and 150 yards or something like that. Or other weeks, he, like, spreads it out more. When he spreads it out more, he normally gets close to that number. He usually gets around 70 yards, so, like, he'll be close. Like, sometimes he still gets, like, 75, 80 yards even when he's spreading it out. But if he's going, like, heavy A.J. Brown, he's going over 100 yards easy. So, either way, I think he can still potentially hit. Lately, I've been realizing a lot of teams don't put their best corner on the best receiver anymore. They usually put on a receiver, too, and double-team the best receiver. And, I don't know, double-teams don't work a lot of times because... I just feel like it's not in the zone. Uh, like, you never see, like, Jerry Alexander from the Packers ever get put on any of the best receivers. Or Oh, he was chirping digs a lot last game. I feel like they just stay on their side. So, like, well, it depends where the receivers line up, too. I bet. Oh, Diggs just talks talks trash, but he does back it up. <laughs> he talks <laughs> but... a lot, man. He's very fiery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, he was all over Ramsey's face week one. I mean, I'm sure he's having a field day with all corners. Him and him and Josh Allen have that same chemistry that, like, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have, I feel like. And they didn't even go to college together. No, yeah, they, they, they're just they just bet for each other. <laughs> Diggs had a touchdown, and, and shoot, I don't remember if it was over Alexander, but he, he caught the touchdown, and then, like, when he got up, he was going to, like, go talk in their face, and whoever else came from the Bills celebrate, like, pull him away, and then Bill, and then Diggs, like, was about to, like, spin off of him and go... Make sure you went and said something to the Packers players, but enough Bills players came that they like held him away. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you know what I really want to see now? I love the competitive Bills versus nature, Cowboys though. Super Bowl. Oh man, that'd be insane. Oh, the Diggs brothers going at it. Oh man, that'd be insane. And honestly, the Cowboys defense looks really, really good. And now that Prescott's back, they have a good offense. Like that's a, that's a sleeper team, the Cowboys. Uh yeah, I guess. I don't think they get to the Super Bowl, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm just talking early, but, man, I just want to see these brother matchups. Because uh, <laughs> I know I know the older digs, the, the receiver, uh, will talk that smack. Oh, I think he would give it to his brother more than anyone. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But, I mean, that's the best division in all football, the NFC East <laughs> right now. So mm, Record-wise. Sure. I don't think they're the best division. Okay, yeah. Uh, Skill-wise, probably... Actually, I might even give it to the AFC East. This is the East. Because I think the Patriots are pretty good. Every Belichick team is good. And Dolphins have been playing pretty good this year. And obviously, I think the Bills are the best team in the NFL. Even the Jets are winning. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't include them. <laughs> they're 5-3. <and> <laughs> it's the same reason the I think the... The NFC East isn't that great. Like, sure, record <laughs> in the playoffs, but, like, I don't think those teams are actually contenders. I like Dolphins and Bills. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, I don't like the Jets or the Patriots, and I don't really like the Giants or the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. I do like the Eagles, too. I'm, like, I am every week that goes by and I watch the Eagles, I'm, like, believing more and more in them. But do you remember last year, the Cardinals? Yes, oh, my God. We thought the Cardinals were unstoppable. What did they get to? Did they get to 7-0? and I don't think they got to 8-0. Yeah, I think it was 7. And then they lost to the Packers something. Uh, and then after that. Then they just kept losing. Yeah. They just fell apart. And we thought we did, thought did, did Arizona Did Murray start was... playing Call of Duty? 
Uh, maybe that's when Warzone dropped or something. <laughs> I mean, we thought they were untouchable. I mean, they were like that offense looked amazing. Uh, they were winning games. Defense looked like hold up. Uh, but they just kept losing after that. So, I mean, I don't anticipate that happening. But I mean, who knows? Yeah, those early teams. No, yeah, I I feel like the team that stays undefeated for so long it rarely pulls through. I mean, I don't think they go the whole season undefeated. Like that's pretty hard. But like fall apart, like how Arizona did last year. That's pretty. That's almost as crazy. I know. Coming into the season, the first pod, but I think we we're up all talking about how the Eagles were probably one of our expectations for improved team because they had like a pretty good draft class for like Davis and Dean, and they added like Devon. I mean, not Devon, just AJ Brown. Hertz had a little improvement towards the end of last year, but we didn't really know he was going to be this good. But still, AJ Brown does help a lot, though. Who's our team we're most excited for heading into last year? Oh, man. I'm, yeah, I was trying to think about that one. It was the Rams. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that. Uh, we, we both picked the Rams as like our favorite, I think. Yeah, with Stafford. So, okay. That makes sense. We're just good, Vito. Uh, uh, everything we predict is right, pretty much, except our bets. We're good for a long term, but the, what's it called? <laughs> the week to week could use improvement. Exactly. We're long term. We're long term investors, long term betters, not uh, short term betters. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. That's a good way to put it. Well, with that, though, I'm pretty excited for this weekend of college football and NFL, too. Some of these new trades. Do these new players play for their new teams right away? I mean, they can. Excited to cheer for Claypool again. <laughs> it's been a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but with that, we'll see how these trades play out for the rest of the season. I mean, we'll keep watching. College football is going to be crazy. We'll have new college football playoff rankings next week. We'll have, I'm sure, a bunch of stuff happening in the NFL. Uh, the NBA continues in the background. So with all that, we will see you guys next week.